If you're an online coach looking to scale your fitness business, this is an absolute gem. Now, this is a video podcast I recorded a while ago with my previous mentors, Vince Del Monte. We go through exactly what I was doing then when I was actively growing my fitness business to multiple six-figure months. Now, if you want to know exactly about how we did that and exactly how we're still doing that right now in 2023 and continuing to scale our fitness business, that's earned us a two comma cup award for just this year so far, then what you want is free access to my 4C course. Now, the 4C course is the exact method we use with organic content to blow up our business. Now, what we do is we create content to create conversations, to create phone calls, to create clients. 4C method, very, very simple. If you want completely free access to this, hit the link below the video and I'll check out the podcast. All right, welcome back, friends, to the Vince Del Monte podcast. We'll start that over. We're here with a dear friend of mine, Charlie Johnson, all the way from the UK, and uh, we were just chatting about what brought him here to Canada. So, Charlie, why don't you uh, share with them who you are, what you do, what brought you here to Canada, and then we do want to drop some value for you guys. And uh, Charlie's one of the top fit pros in the space. He's making waves. He's dominating. He's got a massive roster of clients. He's changing a lot of lives. So. Maybe he'll share some insights with you on how he's built a successful, very profitable business that's allowing him to travel quite a bit, and um, we'll dive into that. But yeah, Charlie, welcome, brother. Yeah, thank you. Firstly, welcome to Canada. Everyone's super friendly. It's been an awesome welcome so far. Um, so I'm originally from the UK, now currently live in the Middle East, now obviously here in Canada. I came to Canada to go on a ski trip, so I landed in Vancouver and gone through Whistler, Jasper, and Lake Louise. And the random fact we just mentioned in the previous start of this podcast is I'm actually a qualified ski instructor with the Canadian Ski Association, which probably no one ever really thought. So that's the random fact of the day. Do you have any other random facts that we're, what we should uh, know? No, no, I could talk about it in public, probably. No. <laughs> okay. He's just, that's, I'll uh, say those for Nashville, so people come to Vince's event in Nashville. There we go. So you're going to be in Nashville. I will. What are you looking forward to most? Uh, networking and meeting inspiring people because if you go to an event like that what happens is you meet one person and that one person can completely change your life and I give it this is actually an amazing story not to play any more smoke up Frank's backside but um, <laughs> I heard about Frank for example and I thought this way before I've heard about Frank before and like a, I think it was Craig Ballantyne's podcast and I was like who is this guy I tried to find him on the internet couldn't find him and then I was like uh, a friend of mine invited me to go to uh, Vince's event in Clearwater I was like oh, yeah sure I'll go like you, you never know what happens when you go to these things. And then yeah. Frank was there. I got introduced to Frank, mm-hmm. ended up uh, training with him when I went to Nashville to click funnels, became great friends, texting like five minutes ago. And that's what happens when you put yourself mm-hmm. outside your comfort zone and go to events and travel to the other side of the world because you meet new people, opens your eyes to new experiences. And I think specifically, he really expanded your vision. Oh, 100%. Like, what did you think back then was possible when you came to Clearwater? I mean, you're taking notes, you could tell you're absorbing it, but like, where was your head at then, you know, not knowing what you know now? I I thought then I was at the top of my game of what I was doing and probably hit mm-hmm. ceiling of what could be done. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much like 10x from that already mm-hmm. in two years or however long ago that was. And now I know that I can still 10x again, mm-hmm. but it's just a different set of challenges that then come mm-hmm. with that, which is some of the things we spoke about today. Absolutely. Uh, what were some of the challenges back then that you were facing? So this is one of the things we obviously live live the podcast talking about now. It's about it's in regards to people say they don't have enough time and it comes down to being very efficient with what you do. Mm-hmm. So in terms of when it comes to making content, uh, managing your clients, managing your team members, 
And it's all come down to actually managing you as an individual and having a structure and routine. Mm. Like something I just asked you, if you've got a large amount of books in here, I was like, do you read a lot, I presume? Like, yeah, I do. I read 10 pages every single day. Mm-hmm. But you break that up into small bite-sized chunks that's then manageable. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think too many people get overwhelmed, in particular at the beginning, mm-hmm. because as a business owner, you have to wear multiple hats, mm-hmm. and that almost then scares people. And I think people then need to realize that um, that breaking things down into like Monday I do podcast, Tuesday mm-hmm. I do YouTube, Wednesday I do Instagram, mm-hmm. something like that in terms of content makes mm-hmm. things more manageable. Awesome. Somebody wants to know if you're open to it. Where was uh, revenue, you know, business at? You know, that was well, I guess heck three years ago. Uh, so I think I was doing about. Thirty thousand pounds a month. So I think that's about forty-five thousand US. And you know that, that that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know that's there's a lot of people that would be content with thirty, forty thousand. But what was it about you know wanting to go further? You know because obviously thirty, forty thousand dollars a month, like your needs are covered. It's very much a, a progressive mindset that I'm very much aware that almost as soon as you try and take your foot off the gas, mm. everything can then go backwards very quickly. So I mm. think. Very much the mindset you're either moving forwards, you're moving backwards. So, and I enjoy the game of business and of fitness, it's like continual progression as well as like self development of yourself as a, as a business owner, as a person, as a leader, hmm. and then to have more impact to more people across the world. What would you say to a beginner who's having a hard time structuring their day, doing daily content, doing the boring stuff, to be frank, that is necessary? <laughs> So the one thing I would suggest, and I picked this up when I used to work in the real estate industry, is I think about what are the key actions that are actually going to drive revenue and you making money. So when I worked in real estate in terms of making sales or doing deals, and it's the same thing in terms of fitness. So if you're a fitness trainer, what's going to get you new leads and new prospects Hmm. in terms of then potentially being able to earn revenue? Number one is obviously then going to be... um, actually creating content and getting traffic getting people to know you that's probably the biggest factor most people need to think about is particularly if you're new there's a lot of other people on the internet who are making a lot of content get a lot of website traffic i for example at the moment will post twice a day on instagram twice on linkedin across 15 15 profiles post my uh, facebook personal page business page email every day youtube short every day if not we do four full youtube videos a week Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was something else, TikTok, two, three times a day. So, like, I've already got a big following in established yeah. business, but I'm still pumping more content than most, like pretty much anyone else. So, you have nine, at least about nine different lead generation mm-hmm. avenues. What, what's your advice at the start for someone who might find, like, do I do all nine at once or do I double down on one before I add another? There'd be two suggestions, I think, is make the content you like to make. So, for example, I'm not great at writing. So, for me, writing emails wouldn't have been the first thing i'd like to do and also you not have a big email list so yeah. i would double down on what you actually like to do at and what you're actually good at so if you are really good at talking on camera and really good on camera like workouts make instagram reels make youtube videos if you're not so good in front of camera but you're really good at communication skills and you're very persuasive in the language you use then maybe something mm-hmm. like this a podcast would be a more powerful tool mm-hmm. for you to have uh, more impact on people so it's simple for you to do and what makes you look awesome. Yeah, so lean, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they try and, um, I think it's a lot of things, people try and improve areas they're weak rather mm-hmm. than try and create superpowers where they're strong, Right. where there's no point being like 
balanced and being average across the board you're better off having one thing that you're like one of the best in the world at and then just double downing on that and just pushing that that's really good um amazing what about the guys who just have struggled getting into the dm maybe shed some light on how powerful it is to have a team and maybe before you have a team how valuable it is like where do you generate your business like first of all i think i don't think people understand like you can either run ads to get people to message you and you still have the challenges of warming those people up or you just start conversations power of the dm there's a lot of resistance from people to get in the dm and schedule calls from the dm with opportunities to close which holds people back did you have any fears around that or is there any resistance uh, with that i think sometimes i think it's more of a social block and even this is something i've started to do recently we would do is that even we will just message people who follow me who look like interesting people not even try and sell them just to make conversations just yep. to be polite because i think that goes a long way and everything we are doing within a business to eventually try and sell something to someone it's trying to start a conversation so i think one of the key things people need to think about is always having a call to action everywhere so even like at the end of all my youtube videos i try and have a call to action yeah. at the end of all the podcasts i have a call to action because um that one thing could be the one thing that gets someone to reach out to that's great so charlie you recently lost your instagram account um how did you feel about that like how did you bounce back entrepreneurship is full of highs and lows you definitely you know reached out for help right away to the group for those that don't know uh, charlie's a part of our seven figure mastermind and despite him being one of the most advanced students in our group you probably ask more questions than even the beginners so there's a lesson for you right there one of the top dudes in our group is asking more questions than people that are brand spanking new so maybe we can uh, speak to that after but i'd love to just hear how did you manage that would have been a huge blow you know putting all this time and effort especially when that's a primary source of revenue yeah, I was going through a really bad three days with a lot of personal issues as well. So mm -hmm. that was like when it rains, it pours. And I'll talk about that at some point. Um, you know, that's a country song from Luke Combs, really? by the way. <laughs> so you can play it pretty natural. <laughs> We're going to play that song for, <laughs> for Charlie when he comes up on stage. When it rains, it pours. Luke Combs. Um, <laughs> but in that regard, the first thing, I've almost been preparing for this moment for a long time because you can't have all your eggs in your one basket. So about a year ago, I, I knew this This was an issue that all of our gen lead generation was facing through Instagram. So I already started preparing for this sort of thing to happen because I think you must need to prepare for the worst sometimes. So fortunately, we built up our LinkedIn was doing pretty well for us. And I would also build up a second Instagram page, um, which was doing, which we weren't actually doing anything with at the time. So one of the things I always like to think about, I stole this from someone, is like things don't happen to you, they happen for you. Mm. So I tried to use this as an example of trying to force my hand of thinking you have to like get this to work now. Hmm. Um, so what we actually started doing was running ads from my second Instagram account, which actually seemed to do pretty well. And we're still running those ads now because it's still profitable, um, which is now an actual like, it's like lead gen thing we didn't even have beforehand. Hmm. And I have my Instagram account back, fortunately. Hmm. Um, thanks to the networking people. That, that, and actually, it's an interesting story in terms of having uh, a supportive community of people who follow you. So I put it on, I think my Facebook pages and everywhere trying to see if I knew anyone who could help me. I had like three people reach out who work for Facebook who really managed to help me out. Yeah. There you go. So you stay positive, you ask for help. And where did that spirit of uh, being humble? I even remember in Clearwater, you know, you come across, you might rub someone, you know, the wrong way because, you know, you got, you know, you used to wear the sparkles on the shirts like I did. You know, you're very uh, well presented. 
but you're also very humble and you're also very um, open to feedback. Your student, you, I remember when we had the advanced day in Clearwater, you're asking lots of questions. Where did that come from? The spirit of teachability. I think this is saying I like is that um, a, great, a genius doesn't have great answers. He, he asks great questions. Huh. So I think that's always something I always try and think about is like the key to success in things right, is asking the right questions and then trying to identify what's the biggest problem I have, what's the biggest bottleneck I have. And talking about the humble thing, if you ever want something to humble you, when you have something really bad happen, like my Instagram account will say, well, last year I had an issue with a, a payment gateway system went down, lost yes. me like 20,000 a month. I like, remember that. Like when you have these things happen to you, it automatically makes you humble. And I'm a lot more humble probably now than I was two years ago because you have to learn to weather the storm. And oh. I think you'll agree within business, you're always waiting for like, the next Chernobyl to happen. Like <laughs> something's going to happen like at some point. 70% of your day is waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay. So <clears throat> what would you say to somebody who's, you know, at the 30 to 50K a month mark? and their ego or their prize getting the best of them. How do you continue to grow? And like you said at the start, your challenges are changing. You know, today we were just doing a little sharing of what we're doing with our team meetings and how we set up our scorecards and some infrastructure stuff and getting visibility on data. Very different things than what we maybe talked about three years ago around, you know, setting up marketing campaigns. Just maybe help somebody who's stuck at a certain level of income and their pride or their ego, the pride being uh, I should be further along and the ego, I already know this, that voice coming into their head. How do you manage that? How do you get through that? So I think the big thing I think all the time is I still have the feeling that I know nothing because like in the reality of business, I'm a baby, I'm 32 years old. Mm -hmm. Like I've got loads of time ahead of me and those people mm -hmm. way more advanced. Like, Within the fitness niche, in certain aspects, I might be further ahead, but in the grand scheme of life, there's a lot more people who are more right. successful and bigger than me. And I think that's one thing a lot of people need to take perspective of, is not trying to be um, the big fish in a small pond. And I think the key, I think one of the things that holds a lot of people back is their own arrogance that they don't need help. And I always ask people's opinions or for feedback from anyone really, because I think people will see things from a different point of view than you necessarily will. And you'll also a lot of time have um, like confirmation bias. Mm. So because you've set up this, I don't know, a video sales letter, yeah. you think it's amazing because you made it. Mm. But if you give it someone with a fresh pair of eyes, they're like, this is terrible. Like, right. It's a waste of time. Right. And you need that criticism. I love it. All right. Some questions coming in here on ads for paid traffic. Uh, what's working best for you currently with uh, paid on Facebook, Instagram versus shout outs? And let's let's talk about you know when you feel somebody's even ready to um, ask about ads. What would you see as a short checklist that needs to be in check first, or else they're going to get tuned? I think that most people shouldn't even go anywhere near ads. I think I pretty much got to six figures a month without doing any ads. I, I don't think you need to be doing that. I think you need to focus on organic traffic uh, through various platforms, focus on scaling that out because it's hugely pro uh, profitable, focus on doing outreach on those platforms. And then once you've got a big margin of profitability that you are in the position where basically you can throw money at things to see if they work. And if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world and you'll still be able to do what you want. That in my opinion is when people should start doing it because I was just looking after speaking with Vince, we already implemented something that's gonna make a big difference. Um, 
like I was thinking about like I've wasted so much money the last few months testing things like tens of thousands but I think we now have a formula for something that could be hugely scalable and could make us seven figures if we get this right but I've had to be very patient and throw a lot of money at it trying things that don't work and you might try 10 different strategies but if you get one that works and you can scale it then you're off to the races which is why I think most people need to be patient and not do this because I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is they try and outsource, for example, paid ads mm. to someone. They don't actually understand it themselves. And if you don't fully understand something, you can't then delegate it to someone else because you can't almost understand the language that they're talking about, like pixels, row ads, click-through rate. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you talked about having the margin for error, right? You have mm. to have a high pain tolerance, right? If you don't have a pain tolerance and you understand that you're going to spend thousands on testing and optimizing and then you have to make sure you know you're keeping up with the algorithm and then you got to make sure your data is getting tracked and then you got to make sure that your data is correct like it's it's a feat i'll give you an example we just hired a really expensive tech team for running our tech stuff and it fact, turned out that our tracking loaded our funnels wasn't right we only had to for like two years mm. And How'd that feel? I was like, that's great. So it, it was a double-edged sword. It was like, I've wasted loads of money. And I was like, at least all the money I'm spending on this tech team, at least it solved that problem. But that, again, is an example in terms of investing into other people and building your team, right. which is then the next set of challenges when you get to the next level because you're like, I don't really want to pay this. I don't want to have to pay this because I don't know if you agree. I find that within business, you go up a level and you plateau for a while and take a big jump up and you plateau for a while. Yeah. And it's like big steps rather than you don't go up like 10% yeah. gradually a month. I think that's a fantastic perspective. I mean, where else like in life do you just keep going up, up, up? You know what I'm saying? Like in the gym, do you hit 500 on your deadlift and then you just go to 550? No, you have to stabilize 500 mm. because things start to break, right? The body starts to break down. It's the same thing. Like you can run a big promotion, but then you got to stabilize the delivery. You got to stabilize the customer support. You got to stabilize the uh, quality of the product based on all this extra volume of feedback coming on. So it's a very healthy mindset to, you know, two steps forward. So I, I like to look at it, you know, um, very much like how you change, transform the body. Like when you're gaining, I remember one of my best coaches, when he got me up to 225, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's just go to 230. He's like, whoa, slow down, bro. Let's stabilize 225. Let's get you strong at 225, and then we'll go back up again. The same thing with coming down. I'm down at 206 this morning. I've lost 20 pounds. I love to say I'm just going to cruise right into 199, but I need to stabilize. I'm doing a lot of stuff to get here. I need to make this a new baseline. And I think in entrepreneurship, people don't appreciate that this is your livelihood you're building. Like, You don't want to just hit this level once. You want to make these baselines. How do you build this business in a way we're talking about being able to sell your business? I need to get my team to start thinking like me. And I was showing you this morning our marketing tactical meeting and the value of investing into my team members to run a certain meeting structure so that eventually one of my guys can manage the meeting and they see how I think so I don't actually need to be there. That's going to be an evolution. That's a process. I can't, in order to maintain these higher income levels, I need to free myself up so I can do more live events and connect with bigger names and make higher quality content. But if I'm stuck in the operations, that'll never happen. So one of the big themes in Miami this past week is like, what's entrepreneurship? 
it's a constant buying back of your time. So you're constantly investing money to buy back time so you can focus on more leveraged activities. You can free up your time to learn about, you know, crypto. You can free up your time to learn about real estate. But if I'm working in just in my business and I haven't maximized the revenue from, you know, investing into my team, investing into that, I won't have the opportunity to actually get true freedom down the road. I think people just kind of forget this is a very long process. I think one of the things that's really important to think about is I almost think about it like a, it's like the seasons of a business. You, you're, and you, it's like a, like a spinning roulette wheel. So initially you're going to be like thinking, okay, I need to generate shitloads of leads. You generate shitloads of leads. So then lead generation is sorted. Then you've got problems. How do I handle all these, um, like, like sales calls coming through, how can I then deal with this problem? Because I can't take the volumes coming in. Okay, then you maybe build a team where you outsource it or something like that, great. And then you've like, okay, I'm signing all these clients. Now I've got too many clients, I can't coach them all. I need to get some coaches. Mm -hmm. And then the onboarding breaks because you've got too many clients coming through. Yeah. And then you've suddenly got to manage all these teams. Yeah. And then it's like this never ending revolving wheel of trying to fix either like lead gen, yeah. fulfillment or sales uh -huh. that keeps on spinning that people just need to identify where's their current bottleneck yeah and then focus on that first yeah there was a guy at the event that just sold one of his businesses for over 250 million dollars 250 million dollars and the problem he had for the group was that he's about to write a check um, to the irs for 70 million dollars so he pockets 180 and his problem that he proposed to the group is how do i minimize next time i sell another 250 million dollar company how do i keep uh, an extra 30 million instead of paying the government a full 70 million and what what i'm saying here is that as your business grows you'll have different types of problems well you never get to a point where there's no problems at all and that's something that entrepreneurs embrace the opportunity to solve problems because they create opportunities uh, for not just yourself, but for other people. I mean, how many people are in your team? Including the fitness business and also I've got the sales business in Mexico, 52. 52 team members. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Like, if that doesn't get you out of bed in the morning, he's impacting the lives of 52 people. Then coaching clients, roughly? 900. 900. So close to 1,000 people. And then every one of those people have maybe kids, partners. So there's a second tier of impact. And you think about that, and then all those people have, you know, friends, kids, etc. There's a third tier of impact. So I think help people get out of their own way who are really just in this for like, oh, I just want to start this business to make some extra money and why that is like a very dangerous mindset and why you need to start thinking way bigger than just making money if you want this to actually take off. The big thing is you need to set outrageous goals. I remember I said to Frank, our goal is by time we get to 2030, I want to have had 100,000 clients. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the goal, and that's the goal to have that much impact on people at scale. Right. And we've been very direct and open with that. That's what we're going to achieve. I think the thing is, if you try and think small with what you're going to do, your actions are going to be small. So you need to take big actions to get big results. And I think too many people hold themselves back by, oh, I've done one Instagram post this week, that's enough. But reality needs to do a lot. We're over here, sweetheart. Our, we have food being delivered right now. Okay, bring it on over, baby. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, baby. Thank you so Thank you. much. Just a little quick clip. Thank you, Adriana. We got a <laughs> clean, clean bowls from Chipotle here.
All right, well, let's just wrap up this conversation. Uh, maybe one more question here. What would you say your favorite, uh, most um, predictable um, organic lead generation tactics are? Um, I have to be careful with this now because my Instagram account, but previously it would have been just messaging new people follow us okay. or messaging story viewers. We, we now only message five people that on my Instagram account who do follow us because I, it's not worth the risk uh -huh. to reward ratio. You're only messaging five people there. Like outbound. Outbound? Like we, it, we, we just try and drive inbound traffic. Right. Got but it. But it's not worth the risk to reward for me of that going down. How many messages were you sending a day? 500 maybe. 500? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's up there. Okay. So <laughs> you got your account back, which is yeah, good. Yeah, so but there's limits. So, there's, you know, so, so, so you're, you're a little more cautious on the outbound messaging, uh, more polls. Yes, we did a lot of polls. I was trying to drive a lot more people into message us rather than me going directly out to them. And then we have another Instagram page, which is less risky to use. We'll do more outbound on that one. Got it. So CTAs, uh, just maybe run through like some of the best practices. Or uh, So I would just make sure you have social proof on your story every day with a direct action to message you, I think is key. Uh, every post you do in your main feed, you're going to want to have a call to action on the end of it like whether or not it's actually even like a sales pitch i would always have something at the end i think that's a big mistake that many people make if they just don't don't ask enough yeah yeah you don't miss a single beat so for those who want to see this all in action uh, charlie's crushing it he's doing some great stuff um we'll send him on over to your instagram account what's the best place to follow you uh so instagram's at charlie johnson fitness you go to youtube we've got a lot of content coming on there as well which we generate a lot of leads through, which is, uh, if you just type in Charlie Johnson Fitness on there as well, that'll come up. And they've also got a podcast as well, which is the shreddershow.com, you can Google that. So he's very prolific, maximizing organic leads. You heard it from him. Anyone could get to over six figures a month without pay traffic. All right, we wanna be very clear on that. I won't say who, but I was just telling you before we started recording. Um, young female, she's doing very well, very large following. She tried to do a, a lot of the ad stuff and she just, she said it was so hard it was so frustrating. It took me away from what I love doing, producing content. And um, I think it's really important to make sure that the strategies you're following are rooted in things that you enjoy doing as well. Like if it's a painful process, it's not worth it. Focus on more low-hanging fruit and assets and abilities to leverage that are right underneath your nose before making your life a living hell, which is going to take you away from things that you're actually good at. I think there's a lot of value there. And then, like you said, sorry, go ahead. So I'm gonna ask, answer Ryan's question before we go to like Ryan, that's a good question as well. All right, I'll put the question up. So a question that's coming in here is um, for our listeners, listening to your lives is pretty easy to see. You have a vast depth of knowledge. What would you recommend to become more educated and a better coach? So this is like the core fundamental. Like when I was skiing over the last 10 days, I was most excited to go and work out at new cool gyms. Mm -hmm. like, you have to love what you do and be very passionate about it. Someone asked me this on Instagram the other day in terms of how much time do I spend on learning about fitness? I have no idea because I just do, I, I love training, I love working out, and I love everything to do with that. If you love this, it will come across as genuine and your knowledge will come like that. Your, your knowledge will then uh, just come across naturally. It won't be a sales pitch, it won't be forced you trying to sell anything to anyone and then you become infectious. People want to then work with you. Almost how I got excited to answer this question because I like the question. Right, and, and I think we forget that like, you know, I talk, you guys see me talk about business, but like this is a classic Vince Gironda. 
right? Um, I've got all of Ian King's books, right? These are all, these are the classics guys, you know, super trading. Like I love this stuff, you know, classic Frank Zane, uh, Brad Schoenfeld, science, muscular hypertrophy, uh, Vince Geronda classics. Like this is the stuff that got me going, you know, strength training, um, Mark Ripito, you know, Scrawny Nebrani, Berardi, you know, there's this is the Bible on periodization. Like this, if you want to understand, like, where did like if you're not passionate about learning, it's gonna be really hard to transfer, you know, anything that other people are gonna to want to like, oh, I want this guy. Like people make their decisions based on does this person really love what they do? I'll give another good example. This week alone, trained with Mike Van Wick, Canadian trainer who's fairly well known. Um, so film some awesome content out in my YouTube channel to check it out. And then also this weekend, I'm seeing Eric Seifert, obviously you mentioned as well, mm -hmm. uh, who's super, super knowledgeable. Now, these are just because I want to learn and I love doing it, but then I also get to make dope content filming at the same time. So that's very much the way I think about it. And people moan they can't make content. It's like, just do what you love doing and then film it. And then that's your content sorted. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll put his handle in the Instagram account. All right, guys, uh, Charlie, any final words? And uh, what are you looking forward to most coming to Nashville, Tennessee? You've been there before, right? I have. Um, it won't are you be wearing a hat or boots or anything? It won't be the weather. Uh, <laughs> the weather's nice there. It's not sunny as Dubai. Um, oh, Dubai, yeah. The But it's actually very hot there. In the uh, summer. Oh, yeah. It's a like hotter than Florida. Yeah. The, uh, the most important thing that people need to think about is being consistent. Like, I saw someone post the other day in the group being like, oh, I don't post on Instagram on Saturday. I was like, do you, do you hate money? Do you not want to sign up clients? Like, because I, I post every day. If you can't post, get someone else to do it for you. Yeah. Um, I think that's the big thing. And I think in terms of Nashville, most of the thing I'm looking forward to is uh, meeting some of the speakers who are going to be there and the networking. And just all you need is one idea that can come from that that can change your life. Absolutely. Well, hey, guys, if you want to meet Charlie in Nashville, if you want to hang out with us and some really amazing people, who are all open books and are going to help you grow your fitness business. And, uh, you know, we haven't been together for over two years. It's pretty crazy. So this is going to be a real reset for many of us. It's going to be like a new starting line. Uh, I know coming off of a three day event in Miami and I was hanging out with Hulk Hogan, G easy. Uh, I was hanging out with Dan Marino. Like it was insane. I just came back thinking completely differently and realized like, again, there's so much more, I can do and so much more I can uh, be and I there's so much more I can give these guys are some of the most generous people I've ever met and uh, your vision is going to be expanded you're going to have so many new insights so many new connections and uh, I'm just really pumped to hang out and for you guys to experience it for yourself so Charlie thank you so much brother that was awesome oh, thanks and uh, we'll see you guys next time if you guys got value from this podcast please share it on your social stories at Charlie Johnson Fitness. Yeah, that's it. And at Vince Del Monte. And uh, we will likely reshare it for you. That's the fee. Pay the fee. And we'll see you guys next time. Ciao, ciao. Yeah. Now, I hope they gave you some insight in terms of what I was doing back in the day in terms of growing my online fitness business. And I hope you've downloaded the 4C course. Now, if you haven't and you want to be successful in fitness, this is completely free. And it's giving you my secrets that I put my blood, sweat, and tears into over the last five to eight years growing my business that I'm giving you free access to. So hit the below, hit the link below this video to get free access to that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we'll see you next video very, very soon.